Go ahead. We on? We, we, we on? You sure? Yeah, yeah, I, we on? Our producer Derek Nelson don't know what he's doing. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Sort According to Sources podcast for July third. I'm uh, Sean Washington, along with the creator, owner, CEO. head writer, CEO, according to sources, Andre Williams. Senior. Uh, also of uh, ETMF Podcast. We're going to put on our other shows as well. Yeah, put us on. Um, this week, we're gonna, we've are going. we had a short hiatus. We talked about that in, in ETMF a little bit. Um, <sighs> real life, man. Yeah, man. A lot, a lot of, a lot of Families. Shows, yeah, a lot of shit's going on in sports. Number Takes one, precedent over sports. Chicago Blackhawks. Stanley Cup champions. Lord Stanley. Um, that was one of the – I didn't um, actually watch the game because I generally feel that when I watch a game, they fucking lose. So I didn't watch the game. Um, I watched it afterwards, and I was still as excited watching the game afterwards, even though I knew it was going to happen. 17 seconds, they scored two goals. You will never see anything like that again. Hey, Amen. My heart can't take being a Blackhawks fan. I like I want to get into <laughs> hockey, but I I don't know if I got the cardiac strength. That's a big game, man. For Every man. game is like that, where unless you know they come out and just get blown the hell out right. from the beginning. But every game is like that. Where but even it's a close like game. if you think about how Boston made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they scored like they were down three goals and came back and won. They were not even supposed to be here, to be honest with you. Was he? Were they in the West or in the East? Uh, I don't even remember, but they. Maybe third or fourth seed? Well, I fourth seed, actually. Maybe. Y'all can hear the background noise, man. It's the holiday tomorrow. People in these <laughs> trying to get in these streets, man. So it's, it's a little busy in the studio. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to be a Chicago, and I'm glad the Blackhawks won again. Two and four years. Hopefully the team doesn't break up too bad like you did nah, the first I think time. They, I mean, they made they, a few moves already. They already the trade, they traded Bickle. I believe, or let him go. I can't remember. One traded. of the two traded. Okay. And they're gonna, they've already signed Bowling. Um, which is a big move because he was a huge part of the Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup. He's a he's a, he's a great player. Um, the next thing they need to they really need to consider is whether or not they're going to keep Corey Crawford. Um, he's been with the organization for I feel years. Like they should because they got rid of um, was it Neiman? Neiman. 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 Last time. And, <laughs> has did Corey uh, did, did Crawford take over right after that? Uh, I feel like he did. Maybe no, I think maybe that next season it was Emory. Okay, I maybe think, the next okay. season it was Emory, and then then Corey Crawford. I, hey man, he did a good job. Yeah, I can't remember the dude's name. Niemi, I can't remember his Niemi. first name. Yeah, um, I forgot what his first. They name let him too. go, and we didn't win. And the next season, obviously, we did. Um, they they got to do something. I know they're gonna um, offer Ray Emory. I think a three year contract, maybe twelve million dollars for that contract, which isn't bad. Uh, but who knows what's going yeah, to happen got after that. fireworks going on in the show right now. It's a lot of stuff going on in Chicago right now. That's how we get down. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Corey Crawford. I think they should keep him. He's not old, and he's a um, – you can't, you can't expect to keep rotating out your Stanley Cup winning goalies and continue to be successful. So hopefully they keep some stability in, uh, in between the pipes and keep him. Um, he had his issues, but when we needed him to step up and – in, in particular, in that last game, um, he was he was huge. He was huge because we like should have been down by three. I felt like Boston put a lot of pressure on. And he didn't. He the didn't whole fold. Series, right? He did not fold. So yeah. um, I think they should keep him. Hopefully, they get something going with them. You know, I don't know how the talks are going. I haven't really um, seen anything out there, or read anything yet. But hopefully, no, they're, they're speaking with him. I do know that they that they are going to offer, or if they haven't already done it, they're going to offer Corey Crawford a three year contract. Uh, well, go Blackhawks. We're going to get into the craziness of going on. And NBA season ain't been over but two seconds. It's I mean, already a bunch of crazy I, stuff I, going I'm on. I'm still writing let's more stuff on, about basketball. Let's talk on 
the Celtics uh, Brooklyn trade because that was probably the biggest thing that's happened so far. I mean, I don't know what the hell Brooklyn's doing. I understand that you want to become a more um, stable team, and I know that if they had Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce last season, they would not have lost to the Chicago Bulls in that game no. seven. I understand that, but they gave up. I think it was they gave four, up the youth, didn't they? four straight number one draft picks, and that's just stupid to me because Kevin Garnett is going to be gone next year. Paul Pierce is going to be gone next year, and you're going to be what? Like, what is your team going to be? You gave up all of that. I, I mean, I understand you're trying to win now, but you're not going to win now with that team. They're no. too old. <clears throat> Kevin Garnett is not going to play all 82 games. You don't have a bench. Kevin Garnett is not playing all 82 games. Neither is Paul Pierce. And I don't know that anybody else besides me see Paul Pierce in the playoffs last year. He was awful. He was absolutely terrible. I'm pretty sure he shot under 40% from that for, for the playoffs. And they actually gave up, uh, you know, former Mr. Kardashian. They gave up Kardashian. They gave up Gerald Wallace, which isn't bad since you're getting Paul Pierce in but the turn. But Evans gets boards, man. Yeah, and they gave up Reggie Evans. So, I I, I don't know. I don't I, – I mean, I understand what they're thinking. that, But I think um, that the Brooklyn Nets are more concerned with making a splash and making because headlines. Because the thinks that they should win yeah, a championship. Than they so. are into actually winning a championship. They're more concerned with looking good than they are with playing good. One thing I am interested in is seeing is, um, how Brooke Lopez and Kevin Garnett are going to play together. I think they should actually be pretty good together because um, – Brooke Lopez is not a really good defensive player. Like the Brooklyn was the damn four seed. I don't see how this really upgrades them any more than that. I don't either. Especially they're not, not going to be better than Chicago with the healthy Derrick yeah. Rose. They're not going to be better than Indiana. No. They're definitely not going to be better than Miami. You stuck nah. at four. You're at four, and you they probably ain't going to be better than the Knicks. But maybe what they're thinking is that if we you know we get into the playoffs, we don't really have to worry about you know they pretty much imploded um, in that series against the Bulls. So maybe they don't have to worry about that happening because they have more that stability. That was a crazy trade. Why do you think uh, KG gave up his no trade? Because it was just time to go. I mean, I don't. I hate seeing guys like KG go to he three, four different teams. Years old. But if Doc Rivers really, nah, he's he's not that. If that's Doc our Rivers wants to Derek leave, Nelson not knowing about sports, <laughs> asking stupid questions like is he really fifty-seven. I, I don't. <laughs> I think um, I think KG didn't want to be the reason why Doc Rivers couldn't do what he wanted to do, which is leave Boston. Um, on the court, Kevin Garnett is not a classy guy by any stretch of the imagination, but off the court, he's a pretty classy dude. Um, he's respectful, and him and Doc Rivers, in, in the few years they were together, they, I guess they built the rapport, and he didn't want to stand in between him actually doing what he wanted to do, which was go to um, go to, to Los Angeles and, close, and coach the Clippers. So he, he waived it, and, you know, that was that. So what other uh, NBA moves have really been catching your attention? Uh, Tariq Evans. Didn't you four years, 44 million? Four years, 44 million is just weird to me because he's he's Tariq Evans. Um, Kyle Korver was just given a three-year, $24 million contract, or maybe four years, $24 million. Three, I think. Three, and that's even more crazy to me because I think – Someone, um, I can't remember who, it wasn't, um, no, we just got, um, the, the Chicago Bulls just got Mike Dunleavy for two years at $6 million. And he does the exact same thing as Kyle Korver and, and a little bit more. Yeah, year. and even more. So I don't know what the hell the Atlanta Hawks are thinking with giving him that much money because he's Kyle Korver. Hey, hold on, Derek. 
Make sure we're cool over here. Come produce the show. And I also know that they plan on giving, um, th- they're going to offer um, J.R. Smith a pretty large contract. So I don't even know what they're going to give him. The Hawks? Be- huh? The Hawks? Yeah. So if you're giving. But for what? Like, how does he fit with what they got? Man, I have no idea what these. Th- I don't know what these guys are doing. I don't know what the general managers are doing with these teams. The main thing behind the lockout that happened two years what's ago the, was to, to stop this. From and the same thing yeah. is happening. I don't know. I mean, if you're giving Kyle Corver, was it was it three years or was it four years? Uh, let me I can't go. remember. If it was right four now. years at $24 million, four years. we can all do the math. We That's know what that years. is. Six, what are they going to give J.R. Smith? What are they going to give him? Uh, is it going to be twelve million dollars a season for J.R. Smith? He's freaking. I mean, he's he can't be, Smith. He can't be the number one guy. Like, no. Well, absolutely. Their main thing, and they they actually told J.R. Um, J.R. Smith this is that not J.R. Smith, um, Josh Smith, that their their main objective was to try to get uh, Dwight. And if they couldn't get Dwight, then they're they not were, getting Dwight. Not getting Dwight. Well, let's, let's transition to that. What do you think about Dwight Howard's situation? Um, I don't know anymore, man. After hearing what Kobe told to him. In that meeting, Kobe uh, basically told him, um, you need to learn how to be a champion first, and I can teach you. I don't know if Dwight wanted to hear that shit from Kobe. I mean, I understand. I mean, Kobe is who Kobe is. Kobe is not going to go into a meeting with Dwight and kiss his ass. Um, And the Lakers knew that when they invited him to come to the meeting. They... They understood that. They knew that Kobe was going to come into the meeting. He was going to be Kobe. And he basically told him, and I'm going to give you verbatim, he told him, you know, I've learned how to win from people who've won multiple championships over and over and over. You need, you know, I can teach you how to be an NBA champion. Um, so you should come. You should but stay. what, by talking shit to him? I don't think that's what, I mean, you know, just showing him how to win. The one thing about Dwight, I mean, he had that one good season with, with, with Orlando, but what else has he done since then? And there's something to be said about Kobe Bryant, a player who for a large percentage of his career didn't want to change what he was doing to be a winner. So he, so who better to teach him how to be a winner than someone who's gone through the growing pains of actually being a winner, then being a loser and then being a winner again. So I can understand what he's saying, but Dwight, it's so finicky, and um, box over, man. I'm not sure that that's exactly what he wanted to hear from Kobe. But all everything that I'm hearing Houston? from no, I'm hearing that he's going to resign with the Lakers. That's, um, that's a lot of what I'm hearing coming out of everyone who has sources close to. Everyone says this, this stuff. Sources close to the situation that everybody's saying that he's leaning towards LA, which makes sense because he has so many goddamn kids. He needs as much money as he could possibly who, get. Who, who said? Didn't somebody say something to him about uh, no? It tax? was Slim Thug. Yeah. Slim Thug was out there for Houston, trying his best to get him to come to um, to come to Houston, telling him about the lax law, the lax child support laws in Houston, and the badass women that are in Houston, and uh, any number of things that they could possibly talk about about being in Houston, about the bad women that be at the Gall- the Galleria Mall all the time, lax child support laws, and how much money it costs to buy a bottle of rosé in Houston. <laughs> the proposal, how much money it costs to buy a bottle of rosé in, in L.A. He was talking nonsense. Now, can I ask you a question? Wasn't Dwight Howard supposed to be this ultra-religious guy back in the day? That was when he first came into the league, and then he realized, I'm Dwight Howard, I'm an NBA player. I could get Maximum ass. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can get all the ass I want. And I'll say, if you look at, dude, there was, I remember there being a, a show when he was first coming out saying his faith could be an issue on teams. Yeah, like, he believes look, that strongly in the word. You have to look at the progression of baby mama that he had. But I didn't even know. If you want to see somebody who nothing. started from the bottom, you got to, he started from the bottom. Now well, where does former basketball wife star Royce fall in the baby mama line? Um, she's in the middle. She's I think in the she's middle? in the middle. Okay. Or maybe she's the last one. She may be the last one. No, no, no. The new chick is some um, some singer that he just had a baby with. And she's not this. she's not bad. But I tell you what, he got this white chick that he had a child with, and she's a monster. G. <laughs> she's she's bad. Son. She's she's bad. She's um she's like a personal trainer or something like that. And she looks good as hell. I can see why he um, dropped his seed in her. But he has a really, um, he has a lot of kids. And I can understand him thinking about the financial um, situations that go on with that. So, you know, it's, it, so you have to really, years old. you have to balance the two between child support laws in Houston and you get more money in an extra year in L.A. I'm, the, the one thing that I'm, if I'm an L.A. fan, I am a little bit excited about is, um, that it wasn't a quick decision, which means he's still really thinking about L.A. I'm hearing that he's supposed to make his decision by Friday, so maybe we'll, he won't take all all the time in the world to really make a decision on where he actually wants to be. But we're hearing um, Friday is the day that he's going to uh, that he's going That's to make his left. decision um, whether or not it's basically going to be Houston or L.A. because those are the two teams that 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 are holding his um, attention right now. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's t- he just needs to go ahead and decide, get that over with, to end that drama, man. And what about uh, how I, do you? S- go I, ahead. I, I like uh, a lot of Chicago Bulls fans don't ha- have a huge problem with them signing Mike Dunleavy. Oh yeah, let's talk about like, come on now, like Mike Dunleavy, two years, six million dollars. Like it's if you know six million dollars, any, anything about the salary cap. Okay. That's like me hiring you to play on my like flag team for like six dollars a year. Yeah, like it's nothing. <laughs> um, they used their mini mid level exception. They used all of it. The the entire the veterans exception, right? Yeah, the entirety of that um, mid level exception is approximately five point one five million dollars. They used three million dollars of it per season on um, on a backup small forward who's six nine and shot forty three point five percent from the three point line. Um, the previous year, and if you want to get into Saber metrics, he was around 45% from the three-point line from spot-ups and 44 and every other three-pointer. He's a backup small forward. It's not that serious for Chicago Bulls fans to be like, why the hell did we get Mike Dunleavy? You want to know why they got Mike Dunleavy? Because they had no scoring. Because he's a good fucking basketball player. You guys <laughs> need to, I mean, uh, if you don't like him, that's fine. But what he, he was a runner-up or, or, or um, finalist for sixth man of the year, the 2011-2012 season. He shot a high percentage from the three-point line, something that we need to open up lanes for Derrick Rose when he plays. He's a good backup small forward, and that's what you want. You want guys that can hit jump shots. And, you know, you wanted to keep Marco Bellinelli, but if you look at the, the talent, he's a more um, he's a more valuable piece to the Chicago Bulls than Marco Bellinelli is because he doesn't turn the ball over as much. He um, He's a good passer. He rebounds. He's a better defender. He may not be a good defender, but he's a better defender than and he's been Sean is looking at Dwight Howard. I'm Howard's, looking at pictures of all of Dwight Howard's baby yeah. mamas. Um, he's a better defender than Marco Bellinelli ever was. He's very good on um, positioning himself between a, the player and the basket. 
He's a smart guy. He has a good pedigree. He just happened to be playing on a bad oh, team yeah. for the last couple One of years. One of his baby mamas is um, ordinary. So you guys need to back up off of the, the, the hatred for, for signing Mike Dunleavy. It's not like they signed him to the same contract that you guys would have wanted them to sign Kyle Korver for, which is approximately $6 million a year, which is just friggin' stupid. We got him for half of that, and we're going to get more value. You have to look at things like in, in, in that perspective. You're People, not just. But it's like who who else did they want? That, that's the thing about in, in particular Bulls fans. Like they always complain about who the Bulls got, but they never say who they wanted them to get. And then when they tell you the people they want them to get, it's usually completely out of the Bulls' price, and we have no way of getting them. Like, we should have got O.J. Mayo. Like, where in the hell are they going to get O.J. Mayo? Like, what are they going to offer Dallas to get O.J. Mayo? He's a free agent. Um, they could do a sign and trade for him. Like, but he's not just going to come to Chicago Bulls because why would he leave all that money that he can get from a sign and trade to just come to Chicago? Yeah. Uh, or go or come to Chicago for less money where he can go to a team that can give him more. Like you guys need to realize that every player that you want the Bulls to get, that doesn't mean that they can get them. Mike Dunleavy is a good pickup. The same people who are complaining about Mike Dunleavy are the people who complain about us getting Nate Robinson, getting Marco Bellinelli. Those are and, and, and at the end of the day, those were two really good pickups for the Chicago Bulls. You guys need to stop complaining so much about Every single thing that the Bulls do. Tom Thibodeau has a really good system. He knows the players that are going to fit within that system. And he goes it's like out and gets like people talking about the Bulls should get Monte Ellis. Like, for like, what? For what? Why would we get Monte Ellis? Like, what would be the benefit of having two guys in your backcourt that are 6'3"? So we can get abused on defense Plus he all the time. Any. He doesn't play any defense. He's a high-volume shooter to score basically as many points as shots that he takes. It's not a good fit. For the Chicago Bulls. Now, maybe Tom Thibodeau would be good in holding him accountable for the mm. things that he do on the court, different than any other team he's ever been with. But I don't want to jeopardize what we have now to give Monte Ellis like, a lot of money, which is what it would take to get him. So, and then next year, we won't be able to sign any free agents because we've locked in our money to Monte Ellis. You guys have to think about big picture. Mike Dunleavy is a good pickup. Keeping um, Nazi Muhammad is a, is was smart, and they they're probably still going to go out there and get another Wayne. You guys have to be a little bit more patient with what you expect the Chicago Bulls to do. And if you're not going to be patient, bring something intelligent to the table and say exactly what you want them to do. Because just complaining about what they're doing with no solution is stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. People just go ham for no reason about NBA moves, but. Let's move on to. Uh, you better not say his name. <laughs> Don't say his goddamn name. Uh, former uh, New England Patriot. Uh, how do you say it? Heron Hernandez. Because I know you guys know um, Harvin Marison. And <laughs> you, you know you do not say Harvin's name. Number 88. He played for the Colts. He's a shooter. And I'm not talking about on the basketball court. <laughs> Apparently, he just likes shooting people, and he has no problem with doing it. Harvin Marison is a thug. And apparently so is Heron Hernandez. They both like shooting people. So what do you want to say about him? Oh, did you see what came out today? Two more people. Not just that. Did you see they found, like, his secret apartment. That, that they, they had found, all, the, all, the, all the ammunition. That, and they found the clothes that he was wearing on video the night yeah. of the uh, What? The I mean, first of all, Who I heard. Session? No, not that. Not that. Besides who keeps that shit? Yeah, besides who keeps that. What was he do- Like, who was he fighting? 
Were the red coats coming? <laughs> Was Korea about to attack? <laughs> he had enough ammunition to fight an entire country all by himself. I don't know what Heron Hernandez is, um, gang affiliated. He says he's not in the gang, but he had enough ammunition. He, I mean, he, he could have fought that's his own goddamn thing, war. Uh, that's, the, that's the one thing like, I, I don't get. Well, I don't know a lot about guns, but what I have heard is that ammo isn't necessarily that expensive compared to the guns, right? It's not. So when you got, but when you got a lot of money, that don't mean that you have to he buy had ammo. A million different. I mean, he had seven point six two caliber bullets. Yeah, I mean every caliber of bullet that you could possibly have. I mean, he could have taken down a goddamn F. <laughs> he could have taken down a goddamn airplane with his with some of the caliber of bullets that he had. Like, what are you doing? The biggest my issue with people who own a lot of guns is when you own a lot of guns that aren't for hunting. Like, what is your purpose? Yeah, like, why do you have... Yeah, like, you want he, some other shit. He want to kill people. And, you know, now he had the two other people. Did that, you about the, the college incident? Yeah, about him punching somebody in the eardrum. But yeah. I already knew about that. I know about that. Um, but, but why was he 17 in the bar anyway? Uh, he played for UF, so, you know. Hey, man, I bet you Tim Tebow ain't talked to him in forever, like... I I'm not getting that around that. Yeah, nah, nah, like, nah, I'm nah. straight. I'll throw you that ball on Saturdays, but I'm straight. I'm out there. I'm, I'm out of that. He um he got two more people that are supposedly that they're trying to see if he's connected to the shooting of two more people. I mean, what in the hell? Now, I understand that the NFL teams want to get as many good players as they as they can. But I, I I was asking, you know, I asked a question on the according to sources Facebook page. If this was an NBA, like how many people do you see? How many people are getting arrested in the NFL right now? It's crazy. It's right? crazy right now. Imagine if this was the NBA. Could you imagine the backlash that the NBA would be taking right now? They damn near be trying to outlaw black people from playing in the NBA. Like, y'all can't play in the NBA no more. You mother... Y'all are way too... 22. Y'all are too brolic right now. Y'all are out here doing whatever the hell y'all want to do. NFL hey, players are getting they, arrested at an alarming rate. did they come up with the player conduct policy so people yeah, wouldn't so, be on this so shit? So people wouldn't be on what the NFL players are doing, exactly what they're doing right now, which is getting arrested for whooping ass. We said it's been 27, something like that. And the summer the, hasn't even the, started. Since the Super Bowl. The summer hasn't even started yet. These dudes are out here whooping ass. If you're a bouncer and you see an NFL player coming in, I advise you to go to a break because they're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> Maurice Jones-Drew, whooping ass. Ass is getting whooped yeah, by the NFL players. Are you getting, getting shot? shot? Yeah. Do you want Aaron Hernandez to shoot you? You want Maurice Jones-Drew to break you down? Do you see that thick brother? He about five two, but he thick as hell. He a knock a head off. I'm not trying to get beat up by an NFL player. This is what they doing. They're here now. They're real. They're whooping. Who your boy? Uh, uh, um, the little short Kevin Hart. He talking about M MMA fighters. NFL players are here right now, and they're whooping ass. These goddamn athletes are tired of y'all. Yeah, Scotty Pippen out there whooping ass. Did we talk about that last week? No, nah, we didn't talk about oh, Scotty. Talk about Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen out there whooping. You can't. Okay. This, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it as much. I don't want to say it as often because this is a sports. Hey, stop checking your keys, fool. This is a sports uh, uh, podcast. But apparently, 
Scottie Pippen got into an altercation. Didn't he, like, beat him with a shoe or some shit? Apparently, he whooped this guy's ass. He, uh, now, the guy is saying he didn't do it. But what Scotty is saying is that the guy called him a nigger. Uh, no, a nigger. And spit on him. With an E. With an E. E-R. And with the an ER and, and, and then spit on so him. So he proceeded to just so rock he, bottom him and in the middle he of that decided, public establishment. He decided, since you, what's your boy from uh, 40 Year Old Virgin? You asked, nigga, exactly. nigga, here now. Yeah. So <laughs> he went. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, so he whooped his ass. And then what, amicable? No, it wasn't no, 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 amicable, amicable because that dude was in traction and went away in an ambulance and Scotty went home. Now, what shoe was he using to get that kind of like power? And I don't know what. Look, when you 6'9", you can shove your foot really far up somebody's ass. Believe this, this that. Is basically, what's happening is these athletes are tired of you fans. They tired of y'all thinking that, okay, in between those them lines and that court, you can say whatever the hell you want to say. But I tell you what. Hey, Charles Barkley started whooping ass way back in the well day. Well before this. He was throwing people yeah. through glass. Through glass. In, the, in the early 90s. Early late 90s. 80s. Late 80s, early 90s, Charles Barkley was whooping ass. Yeah, <laughs> they're tired of y'all. Y'all need to leave these athletes alone. If you see an athlete out on the town, shut the fuck shut up. your ass up. If you ask him for Scottie Pippen is notorious for telling people no, no tipping Pippen. I am not giving you an autograph. My brother Bryant Williams just told me that he was at a Bulls game with his two twin daughters. Ask Scottie Pippen. They were leaving out. Scotty wasn't doing anything. Scotty, I got my daughters right here. Can you give me an um, autograph? And Scotty was like, eh, no. Scotty is notorious for telling your ass no. Don't get into no fight with Scotty. Scotty didn't told Joe. He didn't show everybody in America. I throw them hands. <laughs> yeah. Scotty said, y'all thought I was a country bumpkin. I'll fuck y'all up. He put them paws he on He put them, them paws on that dude. He put them paws on him. And whooped his ass. Now, you got another guy. You got Maurice Jones Drew. We just talked about him. He's about two feet tall. He's a thick brother. Apparently, you've seen bouncers. You've been to a club. Bouncers are six, 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 seven. They're thick brothers. And they're tall, too. He broke them down. <laughs> Broke his big ass to his size well, and knocked is, him out. The problem is with a lot of bounces is that they can't fight. They're just it's they're all just size. big. It's supposed to be intimidating, but when somebody ain't intimidated, they gonna fuck around and whip their ass. I, yeah, hey, was, you can't bear hug Maurice Jones, Drew. He's two feet tall. You're yeah, gonna right. miss him. He's gonna uppercut your ass. His whole job is his whole job is to elude oncoming tacklers. And when your big slow at, and when your big slow ass try to wrap your arms around him, he gonna go right through. So you. we're gonna end this podcast right here on a very. I'm, I'm trying to help y'all out there. No, we got some more time. Right, we got leave we got, these goddamn athletes alone. Talk your shit at the stadium. Talk your shit at the, on hey, look, the field. I just want to say. In real life, and they're going to beat your unless ass. Unless you Johnny Bones Jones, you better shut the fuck up. He's an MMA fighter. He's an fighter. MMA fighter. Because it's like, yeah, because like these athletes, they're athletes. They train they for a living. They train. Like your, your reflexes, you're going to throw a punch and they're going to be looking at you like Neo. It's going to be that slow. Like, he's really trying to punch me. I'm Go, going yeah, to move. Yeah. I'm going to uppercut you. Yeah. And I'm going to break your goddamn eardrum down. I'm going to bust your goddamn head. Leave, Leave these athletes alone. We, we talk all that shit about their mothers and all that stuff. Say that stuff. While they're playing their let, sport. Let, let's go to something a little bit. Did you want to talk about uh, the Derrick Rose article that came out? 
Uh, I mean, that's not really saying nothing that we didn't already know as people who weren't just totally extremely that critical he, That he felt that he didn't, that he, that he, he couldn't wasn't play. ready. Right. Yeah, like, that's the end of it. Well, somebody, I've I seen a couple people on Facebook who were really critical, like, oh, okay, he said it, so now I forgive him. Like, that's stupid. Like, obviously he didn't play because he, he couldn't play. Look, okay. or he didn't feel comfortable it's, playing. At the end of the day. Because he came out with an interview finally talking about everything from last season. You guys need to stop looking at ESPN, reading these blogs, unless it's according to sources, um, and and taking these people's opinions and and making it your own. He he even said, yeah, they were like, what about, they said you're dominating in practice. He's like, that's completely different. He's like, practice is different. I know the defense they're running, and And I never get double-tamed me. So, of course, I'm going to be able to break somebody down like, yeah, one-on-one. I'm busting Nate Robinson's ass in practice. Like, because I'm now. four inches taller than him, and they're not double-teaming me. Don't you understand Go that? Like, you people, like, I don't want to get onto a Derrick Rose rant. Because I've said enough about Derrick Rose. but we've, you know, we've pretty much defended him this whole time. It's just like, you are not that man's body. You're not in control of it. You don't know how he feels. You don't know how he feels after he like after he dominates a practice. You don't know what's going on with his body when he goes home at night. Maybe he's not feeling right. You ever think about that? Those are the types of things that fans are not thinking about. They're just worried Amen. about Derrick Rose playing basketball Dude, right now. Dude, you know how many Derrick Rose ass kisses they're going to be as soon as that season starts? As soon and as the season starts. He breaks somebody off the dribble and yam on him? They're going to be like, they're going to be like, hey, man, you see, he should have stayed out. I was saying that all along. Yeah, it's going to be the same people that are talking crap. We're in that sports group that you're no longer in. Nope. And they, all they do is talk about Derrick Rose. Is he going to play? Like, shut, like you guys need to stop You know what we need thinking to do? Thinking with, 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 I don't I was, know what, what you ask. I was because in, you're not thinking with your brain. For those who don't listen to ETMF podcast, I was in Atlanta this past weekend. I was listening to the radio. Something somebody did on Twitter that I think is rather hilarious is they went back to a bunch of rappers like before they was famous and like retweeted a lot of the stuff they said and it was basically roasting all of these artists that they hang with now yeah Yeah. and it was like the dudes they really didn't have nothing to say about it they were just like uh yeah i said that but i'm just like hey like i'm gonna go back and people gonna be like man derrick rose i loved him forever i'm going i'm going on their (laughs) their their facebook timeline and i'm going back and i'm reposting i'm like really Really? What about I this? this all season. What about that right there? There's still people out there talking about, is he going to play next season? Like, like are you on, out dude. of your mind? Right. Like, stop being, like, I don't like, understand. Stop being a jerk for no reason. Yeah, I don't understand what it is about fans that they think that the best thing to do is to be as completely ridiculous yeah. as possible. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, what, what goes on through your mind where I'm going to be so ridiculous? You know, I feel like they think I'm going to treat this person the exact opposite of how I would want somebody to treat me in the same situation. And that should probably work out. Like, that's, that's a completely they do. different podcast because yeah, I always gonna, think it comes down to I'm being jealous. Yeah, because I'm going to get angry. And we don't want that. No, we don't want to get angry. We're we going we gonna to end on the surprise. I just found this out earlier. This is breaking news today, July 3rd, right? Uh, this happened yesterday. What are you talking about? Which one? The, the, uh, Brad Stevens being signed. Yeah, that's crazy to coach. me. And which basically means, like, I don't see how they keep Rondo because Doc Rivers couldn't even control him. They almost came to blows. What the hell is he going to do with Brad Stevens? Well, I don't, underst- I don't understand in any sport, like, the amount of control you have as a coach in college versus the pros is so different. One thing about Brad Stevens, and this is – And what I mean, is he, like, 27 years old? He's, he's like he's, – I think he's, like, five months younger than KG. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he may be 37. 
He but he doesn't look old at all. He looks really young. One of the things about him, what I've learned from from people that talks about him, is that he understands that the player is a star. So he not respects the, the player. Yeah, he respects the player, and he lets the player be the player. Like he's not like a guy who's screaming and hollering at grown men. You don't think they talk to Rondo about this? I doubt it very seriously. I think that this is it. I think they were clear, they clearing everything. You think he, you don't think you think he's I, going how to? do you keep how do you keep Rondo with a rookie coach straight out of college? Rondo was a head coach. Yeah, one more year. No, nah, he just signed a he just signed an extension like two years ago. Oh, okay. Rondo was a head case. There's no way in the world that he's going to respect Brett. There's no way in the world. He's nuts. He would not. He he ran Ray Allen off, and he basically the reason why Doc Rivers wanted to leave is because he didn't think he could coach Rondo anymore. So what yeah. is he going to do with this new coach, who's basically you know a rookie? You know, some people are just Rondo. Like that. Rondo. They said I saw something about Rondo. Like uh, they really like if you get into if you want an analog for the way he acts. They said that he kind of acts like that genius kid who can't fit in with normal people. Yeah, he knows like, everything. Like, he knows so much about basketball, it makes him weird. And when people try to, like, they just Teach can't. Teach him. They can't relate. Mold him. Yeah, right. He doesn't, he does, he's not. And the thing about it is, the reason. Does he have that same level of Rondo, Rondo's really good. He is. He's smart. He's a smart basketball player. He is a very player. smart basketball player. He's not necessarily the best shooter, but, like, he understands I think he's going to come back from this ACL injury with the bad It was a partial tear, so, you know, it wasn't as bad as, like, a Derrick Rose. No, because he doesn't seem very personable. Right. To actually, you know. He won't be able to reach his players. Maybe. Possibly. But you know what? People said the same thing about Patrick um, Ewing. and That he wouldn't be able to relate because he was too good. And also because he's Patrick Ewing. He just doesn't seem like a very relatable person. Unless it was at a strip club, and he loved them strip clubs. Hey, man, but after you saw the Dream Team, man, come on, uh, Larry Bird was his best friend. You can't get somebody further away. That's great. That was ass. one of the craziest things ever. That them two became became super tight. Became super right. tight. Really? Yeah, and the Dream yeah. Team. Yeah, it was part of the documentary that they were like super tight. Yep. Yeah, Larry Bird, Frank like a white guy. This is a white guy from Indiana and, and a, a black, black dude, dude from Jamaica. We're going again. Derek, yeah, we had a quick break. Derek uh, did it again, uh, man. He, he's hating on the According oh, Sources podcast. Hey, hey, uh, in the non-related sports note, we got people talking about a uh, new Jay-Z album in T-minus 10 minutes. Yeah. The thirst is real, y'all. The yeah, thirst is real. I need to go ahead and go to that, uh, to that So what is um, it? Is it? Is it midnight in America or in your time zone? I, I have no idea, but I'm going to go to the app and make sure that if I can't get it, it. I, I will get it. But um, uh, go ahead. We were talking about... Uh, um, no, Brad Stevens. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's crazy because it, it seems as though teams are are tanking, and I think we need to kind of like talk about what tanking actually is. It's not making that your team. <laughs> no, not a, not a so tank. So you can take a bunch of damage. Not a tank. It's not, it's not it's an not RPG. That. No, it's not that. That's the wrong podcast, Derek. That. That's no, the, that's, that's not. A, this is this, this is, is an ETML. ETML. This, this is this, according to sources. Yeah, this is um, there, um, the tanking is not so that your team loses. The tanking is ensuring that your team cannot win, and I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of teams right now. Like Boston is ensuring because that draft is supposed to be pretty good, right? Yeah, you got Randall, you got Wiggins, you got Parker. 
So those are the three you're trying. And then, like, there's just a lot of good guy, a lot of good um, players with a lot of talent in that draft, which is why, like, you look at the Knicks who've given up m- multiple draft picks for that draft, and you think, what the hell are you doing? You give up draft picks for the best draft in maybe the last 20 years. Like, what? who the hell does that? But they're, the, the teams that are obviously tanking right now are just ensuring that their team has no way of winning. Like, you give Cal Corver – $24 million over over four years, you're ensuring that your team doesn't win. Um, <laughs> you, you get rid of everyone on your team, like Boston is doing, and hire a rookie coach. You're ensuring that your team cannot win. You're not ensuring that they, you know, that they don't win in the game, but you're basically taking all of the positives off the table. And that's what you're seeing a lot of teams are doing right now. One thing I would hope that the NBA could try to do is kind of end that because you don't want to see teams that are just awful because it's a good draft. I think you should reward. It would be interesting, and in, in, you know, something that I've thought about is rewarding the good teams for winning instead of rewarding the bad teams for losing. You know, like I think the lottery, we have to do something with the lottery. Yeah, we need to try to actually win to get a high draft pick. Yeah, which yeah, and then you get a higher draft pick if you if you're trying to win, if you're trying to win and still losing, you you it benefits you more than trying to lose and losing. Like a lot of these teams out there, and they're just like really gonna try to lose. Yeah, so instead of just giving money to guys that you know aren't good, you actually have to try to be a decent team. So I think there should be there should be less weight applied to losing. Think about a league where the base level is good, like what that would like. Yeah, then ev- yeah, you ha- you would always have to be good, yeah. or at least try to be good. It's so not even. People would be like, "This game means something." Games yeah, so you play bad. you and you you're not playing to lose, and a lot of times at the end of like, especially the NBA season, you're seeing in NFL. The NFL. People be like, oh, hang now, out 20 games. Yeah. Like, when um, for the RG3 and um, Luck, the Andrew Luck draft, you saw the, the, the Colts trying to lose. You saw Washington trying to lose. You saw a bunch of teams trying to lose. And I think that in all, in the four sports in particular, you should try to make it so that winning, trying to win, is more beneficial than teams that are just tanking to get a better draft pick. Which is stupid because history has shown that, that even though it does not work, but teams continue to do it, it hurts the product, and it's stupid. It's and that, but it doesn't work, though. Like, well, people hate, like, it, it gets to a point where if you're not going to be a winning team and you're going to mess around and get in the lottery, but you're going to be 12, 13, 14, oh, then you, you start losing as many games as you can. Yeah. You're not going to do that. You're going to, like, what do we need to do to change this team or whatever we're doing? To the pro- there are not a lot of cities that can sign free agents. Yeah. yeah. This is the most, like, talented draft. Uh, not this one. Next year is going to be Next year. But so, people, so you think people are going to take this year? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of free agents coming up, too. Yep, you got LeBron, LeBron Kobe, out. Tim Duncan. So yeah, people are clearing room to try to sign LeBron next year. I personally don't think he's going anywhere. I don't either. I don't, I don't see any reason why he would. He has pedigree with Miami. He can just, no. That's, just, that's like Kobe with the Lakers. People leave the Lakers. Right. Kobe does not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, and, and I actually wrote about that. People don't leave the Lakers. No. That's one of the things that yeah. you don't do. You he's don't. not going to leave. 
He's gonna he's gonna recover and then retire. Like LeBron, people are like, "Well, D Wade is gonna be old, and we don't know what you're gonna get from Chris Bosh." You know what? LeBron's gonna get other free agents to come play with him. That's exactly we would certainly hope get. so if they have the money to do it. But I think it's gonna be interesting to see what Dwight does because one of the things about LA is like you go to LA to win and become a superstar. They're not they're years away from getting back on time. I don't think so. Don't because think so. next year they're gonna have all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. And then like what happens then? Like when the Lakers want a player, no matter how much money they have under the they cap, they get, get them. They're gonna have to get rid of Dan Tony. Uh, nothing's wrong with that. I mean, the perfect thing about it is that they don't have to pay Mike Brown. Because he got a job? Because he got I was a job. Ask if they to pay him I think they may have to pay him something, but it's... He got, he's back at Cle- as Cleveland's coach, even though he got fired from that. He does, They don't have to pay him nearly as much money... Um, since he got a job. Since he has a job, which is great for them, so they can get rid of... Um, yeah, like, if you if you fire your coach, like... Their contracts, contracts are, guaranteed, are guaranteed. So you have NBA. to pay him. But if he gets another job, you don't have you to don't pay, have to the, pay whole him the whole amount because the other team is paying him. So it's oh, I think they were happy. Yeah, they they because they could actually get rid of Mike D'Antoni yeah, now, and still and because the main thing is that they didn't want to have to be paying two coaches. So if you don't have to pay two, you only have to pay one coach that or paying three coaches. It would be like the uh, when you would pay a really good coach. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and get on out of here for the holiday, man. People trying to get it in. Uh, people trying to get some uh, some drinks. People trying to get some uh, some grilled meats tomorrow, man. So uh, people riding their motorcycles, as you can hear. So we gonna go ahead and end it. Uh, Dre, tell them how to get into and follow according to sources on all of our outlets, um, man. According to sources on Twitter, it's a two sources. Follow us. I do more tweeting from my personal account about everything sports and anything. And it's rarely from according to sources, but yeah, but you know, it, if you want to follow me on according to sources, a two sources. According to sources, um, uh, the Facebook page is according to sources. A lot of people are liking it, and it reaches a lot of people. I talk about sports all day. You should follow it, like things. If you like it, more people see it. iTunes more, and Stitcher. Uh, yeah, I'm on iTunes. I'm on Stitcher. People are actually downloading from Stitcher, which is interesting. People uh, like like some people. There are people who really hate iTunes. Yeah, like. Just they don't want to have to deal with it at all in any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. also on the web on the um, website accordingtosources dot com with a two. Everything is with a two. There is no to because some somebody else took it. But I'm everywhere. All the all every media that you normally would use: Stitcher, Facebook, Twitter, um, a website. I'm there. Go and read things. I have people that are, are writing. And, hey, and, I wrote things before. Yeah, Sean has written something. I got people writing some incredible things. I have the, the latest thing that people are really looking at is this uh, one piece about how um, the degradation of society all started with O.J. Simpson and, and that murder trial, which is interesting. It's a really well written piece. And, and make sure you make sure yeah. you make sure you share. Yeah, and share it. Uh, other people may be interested in what you're in what you're looking at, so don't just like it on you know like it on the website. Share it on your Facebook page. Share it on your Twitter. Get people um, interested in it. Not just for me, because you know the best thing about life is open conversation, and the best thing about open conversation is sports. Sports breeds beautiful things. So you know, like as many things as you can. Go to the website. Go to the Facebook. Go to the Twitter. Enjoy. Enjoy. And you know what else? Enjoy your holiday weekend. I'm Sean Washington. That's Andre Williams. Senior. This is According to Sources, and we are out.